0: This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing. I'm Andy White and I'm joined today by Felice Ailing. Hello, Felice. How are you doing?
1: I'm not too bad. How are you doing?
0: Working far too hard. Massive push in the other business this week. Almost slept under the desk. Ended up sleeping at a hotel. Anyway, less of that. Um, personas. I know that we've grazed the subject before, but we haven't got into it again for a while.
1: Yeah, we've touched on them um, before, so I just thought we'd talk a little bit about how you go about creating personas, um, why they're important, and um, what you can be using them for in your sort of day to day. Yeah, the idea of um, of personas kind of moves on. From um, sort of normal demographic data mm. that I think most companies hold about their customers, you know they, they kind of understand the breakdown in terms of male, female or age range, yeah, possibly what kind of industry they're working in, what their job might be, um, but personas looks more at personalizing the understanding of your customers, so you actually start to build a group of composite characters based on things like needs and attitudes and beliefs. Mm. Um, you know, motivating factors, um, what their pain points are, um, either around your business or around sort of other related topics.
0: So you're building up a model in your sort of marketing head of the theoretical people that might be interested in you?
1: Yeah, to the point where you can actually give them a name. You know, you, and a lot of companies do that. Can you
0: give them silly names?
1: You can give them whatever name you want, really. Okay. You know, you, you know if they've got pets and if they have, if they've got a dog or a cat or a hamster, and um, you know, how many kids they've got. So you, mm. you actually create this sort of make-believe. Um, individual people Um, and they form the basis of your core customer groups and the idea is the more you know about your customer um, and each group the better you can communicate with them um, because you understand what's going to connect with them Mm. what they're going to like what they're not going to like what problems they really want you to solve um, which just makes all of your marketing all of your communications your customer service the way you outline your website Mm. um, how you group products together how you sell your services just makes it all flow a much flow much better and just make it a lot more effective because
0: it makes it more tangible, doesn't it? It does remind me, remind me a little bit of because uh, I keep going on about software development because I'm a software developer. We have these things called user stories, yes, which is almost kind of the same thing because you're making a little story a real more real, yeah, and it helps you to kind of work out how it should be working. I guess it's the same with personas and marketing, isn't it?
1: Exactly, yeah, and I think some people, yeah, I think I've seen them called user
0: stories as well. Mm-hmm. Must have been a software developer that called it a user story.
1: (laughs) Yeah, somebody up there somewhere. But again, I think, you know, in in terms of content marketing, it's something that we, you know, that we do quite a lot. Mm. Um, And I think, you know, from sort of maybe a a more tech or web-based perspective, it would have been more around a sort of user journey. Um, So, you know, what are the steps that a customer takes, you know, from sort of entering a site to actually signing up or, Mm. achieving whatever goal it is you want them to achieve. Of
0: course, we covered user journeys recently, didn't we? The recent, was it the last podcast or the one before? Um,
1: I think? Yeah, we were, yeah, we were talking about digital disrupting.
0: Yes, the perturbation of the user journey. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, it's all changed now. Yeah, so this obviously goes a lot wider because you're looking at not just what's happening on the site, but what are these people doing in their day-to-day lives? Mm. Um, how do they use the web? Um, How do they make decisions about purchases? Do they make them on their own or do they gather information first, go back and consult with a a partner or family or, you know, asking friends for recommendations? Mm. You know, are they more engaged on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest? And I think, you know, there's so much information out there. You know, there's so many people live their lives online um, that actually there's no excuse for not knowing, um, you know, what your customers are doing because, Mm. um, you know, with a bit of time, um and a little you know a little bit of, of research, you can, you know, pull these sort of characters together um relatively easily. Um obviously there's, you know, depending on the size of the company, there may be sort of more work. Well, uh, I was gonna ask, to I mean,
0: how many persona I mean, would it be obvious if you just got too many? Like if there were like two hundred personas or something?
1: It, uh, yeah, T Run just probably probably a bit too much. Yeah. Um but again, I think it, it depends on their on the kind of business. Yeah. Um and if you say if you have Um, sort of some very distinct services. Uh, Mm. So you might have maybe four or five distinct services. you would be looking at creating maybe, um, you know, two to three personas for each one. So it's about the natural breakdown, and it's not necessarily creating a new persona Mm. for, um, you know, for for maybe one specific characteristic that you can't decide on. It's about looking at it from a user need perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, you could be thinking about, so if you know that, um, you know, one of your core customer groups, you know, is parents. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're selling either children's products or sort of childcare services or anything relating to sort of parenthood, it's about understanding how, you know, how that group breaks down into potentially subgroups. So it mm. could be, you know, expectant parents or it could be parents that have several children um, and work full time. Or, you know, do they have one parent at home and does that make a difference in how they purchase products? Um, you know, what is it they're, they're worrying about or, or looking to be solved when they come to you? Mm. Um, so it's more basing it on that side of things. It's about understanding how to personally connect um, with your customers and trying to answer and preempt the questions that they might have before they have to ask them.
0: So do personas differ from market segments? Are they different things?
1: They are, yes. I mean, the market segments, you would have some of that data. Mm. Um, You know, when you're looking at at creating personas, you would have the normal kind of data. So you'd have things like your age, location, gender, status, Mm. um, you know, annual, like income levels, education levels, all of the kind of stuff that you'd be using um, to segment your audience down. But with the personas, then you move it on and you're looking at the more softer insights. Mm. um, And it's that moving it on that allows you to connect with people and connect with your customers in a much more engaging way, in a more meaningful way. Right. Um, and from the customer's perspective, they get that sense of you really understand me and you understand what I'm looking for, um, which is, you know, then when you can, you can really target, so you're, you're doing more mm. with less. You know, if you've got your, your basic customer data and you've got your basic segments, you can, you know, that does obviously help. Mm. But if your competitors or other people in your industry understand your customers better you know, they're always going to have the edge. So, um, you know, it's about moving it on to a point where you're putting the customer needs Mm. and, you know, the customer's personality right at the heart of everything. So you're not just delivering the service that people are looking for, you know, the right time, the right price, all of those kind of things, but you're delivering it in the right way, um, you know, and you're delivering it on the platform that the customer's on rather than making them come to you. Um, You're engaging with them around the conversations they're already having. And it just gives you, you know, it just gives you such a...
0: It sounds like personas are broader and deeper than segments to me.
1: They are. I mean, as like I said, you know, by the end of it, you would have a person um, and that, you know, that would look, you know, could look like me. Mm. Um, you know, you'd understand everything about me. Mm. You understand what makes me tick, mm. what I'm interested in, you know, what's going to put me off, mm. um, you know, what's going to excite me. Mm. So it means if you're sending communication out there that's aimed at me, you know, you, I'm going to connect with it. Um, sure. because it's, you know, it's aimed directly at me rather than just somebody in my age group um, or, you know, that, 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 that may be female and the same age and living in Brighton. Mm. Um, you know, that's, there's still quite a, a large range within that group of things that we are going to be interested in.
0: Yeah. So what about processes, Felice? I mean, for example, what should you include when you're, when you're sort of outlining a persona?
1: Yeah, well, there's, um, I mean, it's, it's it, it can be quite a piece of work, but done well, it's mm. worth it. Um, I think normally we'd, um, you know, if, you, if we're talking to people about developing personas, depending on how far they're at at the moment, the the normal channels would be, um, you know, market research is a big one. Um, so you can, you know, actually get a company to go out there and survey, you know, a proportion of people. You can, you know, if you know your market, your market segments, your basic level, mm. then obviously that you know, that can help. Um, but you know, design some questions that are really going to pull out from, um, from the customers what, you know, what you want to know, um, that company will then analyze those results and pull out those key trends for you and help you to understand how they relate to your business and how they relate to the different channels that you have, Mm. um, on offer. Things like customer surveys work really well. Um, so, you know, just asking customers, uh, sending out, you know, sending out a survey to them, saying, you know, what is it you like about us? Yeah. Uh, what is it you don't like? What would you like to see better? Would you recommend us to a friend? All of those yeah. things can really start to help you understand
0: if your customers had a. I never fill those in, you know. What, in your experience, what sort of hit rate do you normally get with those?
1: Well, I mean, it can vary, and actually, people not filling them out can be sort of maybe an indication that you have right. quite right. <laughs> um, but I think you can, you know, you can incentivize, you can, mm. you know, take email addresses and, um, well, obviously you've got to get but you can take, um, ask people to submit their details and enter them into a prize draw. They, they normally work quite well, you know, if say you're a, a clothing company offering vouchers, mm. um, you know, it can be a nice way to get people just to fill them in. I think make them as, as easy and simple as possible um, for people to complete. And obviously you don't go back too far. So if a customer you know, is, is quite an old customer, um, perhaps hasn't interacted with you for about a year, mm. the chances are they're probably not going to fill out a survey. Um, and it can be something that you can run over a couple of months as well. So you could you know, start off with customers you've interacted with over the last three months and then do it for all new customers and just follow up with them sort of fairly soon after their purchase. Okay. Um, but that kind of data can, you know, can really help... Um, and give you such, you know, such valuable insight into what your customers actually think of you. Um, I think some, you know, some companies might be a little bit afraid to do that. Um, but I'd say, you know, <laughs> case
0: of what they might find out.
1: Yeah, you know, you don't, you never know. Um, you never know what your customers
0: think of you until you actually ask them. I wonder if banks ever do that. Um, Sorry, I digress.
1: No, I don't know. I think my bank had a, one of those surveys pop up when I signed in. I was like, skip it. You know, if I'm signing in, I'm, I want to look at my bank balance. I don't want to answer a survey. So, you know, when you ask is, always, is also quite a good one. Mm. You know, often following up with an email, these little pop-ups that come up on the screen when you're looking for something, you know, that they, 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 they can be quite good, you know, if somebody's got a lot of time. Mm. Um, but if somebody's come to your website and they're looking for a product, I wouldn't recommend putting a pop-up no. and asking people if they want to complete a survey, because the chances are they've come to the site to do something.
0: Yeah. Um, or come and read this interesting article, and then five seconds after you load the page, a pop-up yes. obliterates it, which you can't remove in a mobile.
1: Yes, yes, I ah. had that the other day, and I just left the site. I thought, "You're annoying yeah. me now." Mm. Um, you know how to put off customers before they're even customers. Mm. Um,
0: so we are ranting a lot today, aren't we? We are. Ranting- this? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah well, uh, actually, we could do this as a podcast, couldn't we? The- yeah. Most annoying. Um, yeah. The weekly rant. Yeah. Most annoying website functionality ever. Autoplay. Don't even get restarted on autoplay videos. Anyway, uh, back to personas. Yeah. So, yeah. So customer research. And I'd say, don't be afraid of hearing negative things
0: mm.
1: about your brand. You know, often we find with, you know, we, we talk to brands quite a lot. You know, we talk to them about their their kind of offering and their USP. And we find when we talk to brands on a personal level, when you're talking to the marketing manager or the CEO, um, what actually comes across from them just doesn't correlate to the their web experience um, or the communication channels. And I think sometimes brands actually don't know what's special about them until somebody else points it out. Mm. Um, and so you may find, you know, you may find you get a bit of negativity back from some customers, but you may also find that it's your customers that tell you what they love most about your brand, and it could be something that you weren't even aware of.
0: That's interesting, actually. That's very interesting. I never thought of that.
1: No, we had, um, we, you know, we, we have a client, and, um, you know, we did a bit of a review of their, you know, their review of their reviews, um, mm-hmm. you know, where people obviously have bought their products and then gone online and done a little video, mm. um, you know, and this, there was sort of certain themes that were coming up about the service that they really loved. You know, and basically they sell this product And it's one of those products that you think once it's been opened and used, you you can't send it back if you change your mind.
0: Mm.
1: Um, But they provide like a small section, um, almost like a trial sized pack with the, you know, with the product. Mm. Um, And you can open that trial. And if you don't like it, you can still send the the full one back. Um, And, you know, that was that was a winner uh, for their customers, a really big winner. But you go onto the website um, and obviously they show you the packaging with this small bit attached. But there's no selling of that. Uh, any, you know, really anywhere on the website, um, you go to the homepage and it, you know, it's not explicitly outlined to customers, Yeah. you know, and I think, you know, that takes actually takes the risk out of buying. People are much more likely to purchase if they know that, you know, if there's anything at all wrong with it or if they just don't like it or mm. it does not match, you know, they can send it straight back. So, you know, sometimes getting customers feedback, um, can really, you know, just give you a bit of insight into what they think of you. Mm. You know, and it doesn't necessarily have to be you know a massive project. you know you can do something like you know SurveyMonkey is free, you know just design up some questions yeah, this is this
0: online survey creating system yes this? that's yes. right Make a Yes, form. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> um you know, and they have templates in there as well, and they've got things mm. like customer satisfaction templates, and so they've got a lot of the questions designed for you um you know you can just send it out to to your customers and mm. you know offer people tries draw entry or something if they fill it in. Um, You know, just watch the results come in and, you know, just see what people say about you. If you wanted to take a step further, if, say, some things came up in the customer survey that you thought you'd like to explore more, um, customer working groups, they can be quite good, which is, you know, you can either do it on the phone, so Mm -hmm. select certain customers, um, you know, and just have a bit more of an in-depth conversation with them or bring customers together in little groups, have working groups with them and, you know, maybe present them with, you know, some alternative concepts or just run them through, um a few scenarios and again it just you know starts to sort of build up a bit more of a picture um about what people enjoy about the brand and what they don't.
0: Sure. So that's actually getting customers into into the office effectively.
1: Yeah. I mean yeah, it can, it can be your office. Um you know, especially, you know, if, if the brand is you know, if the brand is quite interesting or the products are quite interesting, it's sometimes quite nice for people to come in and have mm. a little you know, little look see about what what's going on in the background or the chance to meet people and, and just have an input, especially if they're a regular customer. Yeah have it actually being able to come in and, and say what they like about, about you as a brand. you know, It can be quite a nice sort of engagement exercise on its own.
0: What I'm really interested in, actually, Felice, I know that having experience and working for quite a few companies over the years, I know that often companies either have a very small budget for things like this or a very small sort of or no marketing department. Yeah. What would you say to, because I know a lot of our listeners are quite, sometimes they're one-man bands or they're quite small what would you say to people like that that perhaps don't have the resources to do a big sort of uh, operation?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, yeah, I mean, obviously things like the market research and, and, and customer insight uh, works up to so that, you know, can get quite expensive. Mm. Um, but there's actually quite a lot you can do with actually just a little bit of time on a computer. So, you know, you can still use, you could still do something like a customer survey using yeah. something like SurveyMonkey. make it a little bit smaller maybe doing a slightly smaller selection Mm. um but things like just having a look at your you know your through your customer service records looking at how are calls being dealt with how are inquiries being dealt with how many complaints do you get and what are those complaints um and just see if there's any running themes are there you know just common questions that people are asking over and over and over again um if so then you know that's a sort of clear indicator that's a question that you really need to answer on the website um, because it may be people people calling because they can't find that information, doing things like a bit of keyword research yeah. can be quite helpful. Um, AdWords, you know, Google AdWords is very good. Um, at that, you know, you can put in obviously the, the kind of main keywords for your brand and what it will do is it will come up with alternative searches. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will come up with kind of related phrases as well. Um, and longer tail keywords. And that can start to give you a bit of an insight as to what your customers are actually searching for. So, you know, it could be that they're not, you know, they're not necessarily searching for your product by name. They might be searching for, you know, it could be the sort of query based like the how do I, what's the best way to. Mm. um, And, you know, looking at things like location based search as well. You know, those people that are searching within specific areas, are they searching slightly differently? Um, Which, again, you just start to give you a bit of start to build up a bit of a picture. Um, Reading articles and blogs that are written for your customer group. Yeah. as well they're really you know they can be really interesting especially the ones that you know that are quite well known or are quite popular because they will understand their audience really well so look at what they're saying and how they're saying it um and look at the kind of comments that people are leaving you know read what they're saying that's um, always
0: very interesting
1: it's, real, it's really <laughs> and it is you know like i said you know coming back to the you know the parent thing you know if you're looking at if parents are a a core cool customer group you know go on to things like Mumsnet um, mm. and look at this sort of the popular topics and what are people engaging in around that and how can you relate those issues back to your back to your business and it's you know not necessarily about looking at just your service it's about what else can you be talking about that's linked and that's gonna you know be of interest and help to bring your your customers in and through other channels Um, and speaking of channels, um, you know, just looking at whether there are different conversations happening on different platforms. Mm. So, you know, if you're looking at the types of groups people are engaging with on Facebook, are they different? And are the conversations different and the topics different to those that are happening on Twitter, um, or Pinterest or within the YouTube comments? Um, you know, and again, that starts to break down some of that, um, this, this particular persona group, um, Mm. You know, it's much more active on Twitter. So if we're looking at promoting services or we're looking at getting onto Twitter, these are the people we're talking to on there, which means that you're not saying everything to everyone and you're just, you know, you're just getting lost in the noise. You know, most people would have analytics loaded onto their website. Mm. You know, normally for the sort of persona stuff, you'd need um, someone, you know, fairly expert level to start pulling out that kind of data. But even just a bit of a play around, you can start to see you know, think about the steps you would expect a customer to take on your website. Yeah. And just, you know, have a look at the at the user journey data and see whether that's actually reflected in reality. Um, you know, are people going to product pages and then going to the help section or then going to the contact us and calling you? Yeah. Um, you know, while that may be a good thing, you think, oh, brilliant, they love the product, they're calling us. It may be that they're calling you because they've got a question that's not being answered. Yeah. Um, you know, so so things like that, and just having a go at maybe you know updating stuff, and um, you know testing new content on the website, and seeing if calls go down or purchases go up. And it's worth just sort of that that kind of testing yeah. um, assumptions yeah. based on um, you know the research.
0: And all this helps you to develop those. Yeah, personas. And it's about
1: really you know really caring about your customers, mm. genuinely wanting mm. to get to know them. You know, the end goal mm. is nearly always you know to increase revenue or increase brand awareness and purely kind of selfish i guess um goals but if you take the approach that the you know that you want to engage with your customers on a more personal level um you know that's actually one of the best ways to get to that end goal um and making them feel like you care making them feel like you're the kind of brand that gets them more than the others Mm -hmm. um you know that's when you'll start to you know, see that kind of level of customer advocacy and repeat customers and, you know, things like reviews and recommendations going up um, and then, you know, yes. run a survey again in six months and see what people are saying about you then.
0: It really highlights actually that, I mean, you mentioned a couple of times about um, mm. looking at data and it really highlights the importance of saving that data. Capturing it and saving it. I mean, you mentioned, for example, um, you know the types of mm. calls that come in and, and user journeys on the website yeah. and stuff like it's that. It's so
1: important. Um, you know, and obviously, data has to be used alongside, you know, a, a bit of insight. Um, mm. You know, this, data, you know, can tell you whatever you want. Uh, you know, yeah. we've heard all about that this week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, the data you collect, it's so is going to be so valuable to you. And I think, you know, I know a lot of, you know, still a lot of companies that don't record their calls that don't make a note of their customer inquiries and you think you're missing out, you know, every time a customer mm. interacts with you, you can gain insight from that. Um, so record everything, keep a note of everything, um, you know, track as much as you can on the website. Um, you know, yeah. get analytics installed if you haven't got it. Um, you know, there's so many yeah. how to videos and tutorials and things on there. It's never been simpler.
0: Maybe we should have a separate show all about how to record your customer interactions. We will, actually.
1: I think we've got Jerry coming on uh, the podcast in ah, a couple of weeks. Talking, um, about, that. talking yeah, about that very subject, So He's going to be doing a bit of um, yeah. building on this, uh, Honestly, creating so personas. This
0: Honestly, yes. listeners, this wasn't planned. I didn't realize Jerry <laughs> was coming on the no, couple it's just of weeks. pure
1: coincidence. Um, so he's going to be t- right. talking about building personas from Thanks. a data perspective.
0: It'll be nice to hear from Jerry again. I think we've only heard from him we once, have, haven't we yes, so far? Yeah.
1: We're really keen to get him to do some more. He's a real data
0: Yes, with. has a very soothing voice, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. Well, with that, I think we should probably call it a day. Um, thank you very much for listening. So listen, go out and uh, develop your personas, your your virtual um, hypothetical clients and customers, and that will help you in your marketing journey. So brought to you by Site Visibility, uh, of course, the website sitevisibility.com slash impodcast is where you're going to find the podcast. Podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk is where to send emails. And if you want to ask a question or leave a comment, an audio comment, then um, plus 441273256150 is the number to call. And of course, you can find us on iTunes. And we love reviews and ratings, don't we, Felice? Yes, we do. So we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing.
1: What's new in podcasting? Here's what we love, courtesy of ACAST Recommends.
0: On a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being completely straight mm-hmm. and 10 being completely gay, what number are you? Um. You know, I don't think that you should rank how gay they are. I guess, I, you know, that's just a little of a red, just a flag for me. Come on, come out a weekly podcast where real lesbians tell their real coming out stories.
1: You can find Come On, Come Out on your favorite podcatcher out now. Go listen. ACAST recommends.